Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hi there, it's Angela from It's a Dog's Life. And um, I think one of the most common questions I get asked because I am such a proponent of raw and fresh feeding is uh, what kibble do I recommend? And um, I don't. (laughs) The only thing um, that is close to a kibble that I recommend, um, and I don't consider it a kibble because kibble is kind of, to me, um, I think of a bad kibble, a, um, you know, like something you would find in a Petco or your grocery store, like a, a Purina. Um, hard kibble or a hill science diet or royal canin and um, what is that awful one with the steak and the carrot beneful which is one of the worst so those are the types of things that I think of when I hear kibble Um, so I, I understand that kibble is convenient and that it is cheap um, and that it is so easy to, to reach for a bag and feed them um, So I have found um, a kibble, and I'm just saying that with air quotes if you're not watching, um, that is uh, made with awesome, fresh, humane-raised ingredients, and the way it's made um, is good for your pet. And what's wonderful about this brand is of food is the person that's behind it. And we're always talking about um, intention. And when you look at anything that you eat or buy, I love finding out where did this company come from? Why does it exist? Um, Because you're going to find people, you're going to find a lot of change makers, or you're just going to find people who are out to make a lot of money. And these change makers see things in our marketplace or they see things in our pet's health that we need, and they do something about it. And so I have an incredible pioneer as my guest today, who also happens to create a a dehydrated, or I guess oven-baked, air-dried product. Air-dried, that's right, Angela. Has it's nutrients still there. It hasn't been baked to all hell to sit on your shelf for years and years. So, uh, hello, Maria. It's so nice to um, have you on today. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me, Angela. I love it. These are such fun conversations. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, good. Where are you calling, uh, joining us from today? I'm in Toronto. I'm at home, quarantined Yay! at home with everybody else. <laughs> Toronto's on my list. Um, oh, yeah? We're allowed to leave home again. I would love to go. I've never been. Oh, you've got to come. It's and a great it's funny city. because I've got like two employees uh, now who are from Toronto <laughs> and yep. one is still there, but I haven't been yet, um, but I'm going to go. Should- so um, what I love best about your story is that you have been a, a homeopath and a health a conscious person for a very long time and been educating us um, 
And I, and I find it so funny. And I find that we have so much in common because of course I discovered CBD medicine, cannabis medicine for myself and saw what it did for people. And then when I realized that animals had, or I learned that animals had the same system as we did, I said, okay, well then why don't we do this for our pets? And you kind of did the same thing with food. And you did it a long time ago. Tell us about your journey and how you started. My God, my journey is so long ago. I meet these, I meet these young women at trade shows and in the industry now, and I think, oh my God, I could be your mother. I am so much older mm-hmm. than you. It's wonderful. Um, when I started in the pet industry over 35 years ago, wow. um, my partner and I, my business partner and I were the only flesh and blood women there. Like, you know, it was, hey, us and a bunch of guys. Um, and at the time... I was raising um, my dogs and didn't like what was out there. And um, my partner was, you know, also raising dogs and she gave me my first dog, in fact. And uh, we put our heads together and created this, um, what we wanted, which was crazy. Like at the time, everybody laughed at us. Um, It was was a mixture of oats and uh, ground nuts and herbs. And it was packaged, we had a little zipper thing, we, we zipped it up, you know, we sewed the package together like a bag of flour, and then we sold it to be mixed with water and meat. And, or really ideally, you would mix it with water and feed that separately and then feed the meat separately. So we were totally like, everybody, I can't express enough how everybody thought we were crazy. They called us all kinds of names. And of course, you know, 35 years later, this is what we know to be the best thing. Best thing you can feed your animal and yourself is fresh whole foods. If you want to remain alkaline in your diet, if you want to remain peaceful, you've got to do fresh whole foods. But we live in a world, and I don't even know how to describe the state of today's world. As I sit here in quarantine with right. COVID, I mean, I don't have it. I mean, I hope I have had it, quite honestly. Um, but it's a crazy, chaotic world we live in, and it's hard for people to do. Okay, I gotta, I gotta remember to thaw the meat. I gotta, I you know, even though it's best. So, um, to jump back to the to the past, um, so I ended up selling that company, moving to Canada, becoming a homeopathic physician, having a private practice, member of the faculty. I thought I'd set that world behind me. You know, it was all great. It was fun for 10 years. I sold it off to a group of uh, investors, a young man who turned it into Sojo's. Sojo's was the name of my um, pet treat in that company. Mm -hmm. And so he said, that sounds like a good name for a dog food company. And I said, it's all yours, buddy. You can have it. So um, that ended up becoming Sojo's. And he continued to innovate and freeze dried. There was nothing freeze dried at the time in the market. Nothing. It was all kibble. It's interesting, Angela, you were saying how you try to describe kibble. I would describe it as extruded, processed, over-processed food made with the cheap ingredients and hardly any real nutrition. When you extrude the, when you extrude a food, it's like making cornflakes. It's like making Captain Crunch cereal. High heat, high acidity turns whatever that food product originally was into literal mush and it's, there's no nutrition in it, which is why pet food manufacturers and cereal manufacturers have to add all these synthetic vitamins and minerals because they've literally processed the nutrition out of it. Right. 
So, and then why we have recalls when there's too much of yes. one of those synthetic vitamins put back do. in. It's right. easy to put too much in. Really is because it's just how long do you hold the 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 dropper open? Right. Is it is it is it one second? Is it ten seconds? Oops, ten seconds. You know, literally. So, um, my husband Dave Stobel, he was a buyer and um, executive at a pet retail chain for many many years, and one of the things that he did besides buying foods, was um, formulating private label, helping to formulate private label for that chain. And um, he lost his job when the company was sold, it went private, and all the executives got fired. It happens to everybody. So he was sitting at home for about a day going, what should I do with myself? I'm like, don't you dare start a company. <laughs> what did he do? I could have killed him. I was like, I've done this, honey. It's so hard. People right. think you're nuts if you innovate. I mean, come on, you know, he did. But I was very proud of him. I came on sides. I had my little career going. I was so happy teaching nutrition to people and working with people's health and treating babies and like, you know, really go awesome. back into the pet industry. But he had brilliant ideas. And between his brilliant ideas and my experience and his experience and some ideas I contributed myself, we put together Carnivore, which is the new the new, what we like to call the next gen of convenient foods, because if you can't feed raw, which is best, and we say it all the time, if you can't feed raw, if you can't do home cooked, for whatever reason, don't stress. Use the carnivore, educate yourself, take your time. Maybe you feed the raw in the evening when you have time, when the meat's thawed, and in the morning when you've got three kids to get off to school and you've got a busy, busy day coming, you feed the carnivore because it's not extruded. And we will talk about um, how it's, it's it's got different ingredients and different processing, the whole thing, because what we're trying to do is pull people into raw foods. Okay, good. We're gonna talk, we're gonna talk more about that. We're gonna take a short break and we'll be right back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Plant Profits. 
I'm Vern Davis, and I'd like to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. We call them the Plant Profits. Each week on Plant Profits, we talk to the people at the forefront of the industry, creating real companies and career opportunities. We'll learn from the people leading the charge into the promised land of profit. Plant Profits is powered by Protus Global, people solutions firm that has been building companies, changing lives since 1995. P-R-O-T-I-S global.com. Protus Global. Find Plant Profits now at CannabisRadio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Okay, great. We're back and we're here with Maria and Maria Ringo. And you were talking about, um, you know, one of the biggest questions or people that get worried is, you know, transitioning from a raw diet or yes, staying. what happens yeah. if there is a day or a week that I'm too crazy yeah. and I need help. So you were going a little bit into that. Yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about that because you were kind of already making suggestions on how if you do have a crazy week or yeah. one of the things that happens at my house on a regular basis is I forget to take the food out of the freezer. Yep, that's exactly what happens. And so while we were, Dave and I were observing is we didn't want to do um, a frozen food. We really feel the best thing you can do is like literally go to the butcher, get off cuts, educate yourself about the various um, grains. Dogs do need a little bit of grain. They, when in the wild, they will rip open the intestines of the animal and they'll eat the pre-digested grains, but not a lot and only high quality and pre-digested, right? So you need to educate yourself about what your animal actually needs, some in small quantities, like the grains, and mm-hmm. some in large quantities, like the meat. They need mostly meat. What were, you know, what was going to be the best way? What's the next best thing to this home cooking? Why are, what I was finding, in my practice is people coming to me saying, Oh, I know, I, I know I shouldn't, you know, eat that uh, junk food, but you know, I'm just so tired at the end of my day. And, or she'll say, um, I know I should have taken that remedy and I should have done what you said, but I forgot. And they're beating themselves up. And I found myself in my practice saying to my patients, you're doing your best, right? You're doing your best. So then we start thinking about pet food and We're all doing our best. Lord knows uh, there's a lot of challenges in a lot of households. And I don't want, we don't want people to feel badly. Okay, if you can't feed raw, some people can't touch raw meat. They're vegetarians like my sister, right? Uh, Some people, like there's all kinds of challenge. We could go on all day. So what can we do for those people? That's where we pulled together all of our experience and education and came up with carnivore because it is not extruded. It's quick. We literally take whole food ingredients and no synthetics, no chemicals, nothing. Mash them together like cookie dough and quick bake it for enough time just to kill the pathogens and then air dry it. It's not as good as home cooking. It's not as good as the fresh raw foods diet that you can do on your own, but it's the next best thing. And so it allows us to get that consumer to see, you don't have to feed crappy kibble, there is an alternative. And it was a very successful product. A lot of people needed that. And, and I love that part of it. I think if I've contributed anything, it was that, that kindness. It's like, okay, guys, you're doing your best. 
no judgment wherever you are in your in your world. Don't don't judge yourself so harshly. Do your best. And many many of our customers are raw feeders because you can so easily transition because ours is fresh fresh whole foods, not raw, quick baked, air dried. But that makes it convenient. It gives it a longer shelf life. It gives you the ability to carry it on the camping trip or to the cottage or to your Aunt Betty's house, who is not going to do that whole raw meat thing. Right. Not going to do it. Right. And, and um, by the way, I am a vegetarian that handles raw meat every day <laughs> Yep. Um, because I know that they need it. That's right. So if, um, if someone wants to use your food, Carnivore, and add raw to mm-hmm. it, is there any issues with doing Not that? Not at all. So Not at all. In fact, it. one of the key ingredients to our food, which is, is one of our big innovations, is we use sprouted organic ground sprouted seeds. It's a, it's a fascinating thing. Uh, when we discovered it, we were shocked at the nutrition and we've done um, independent lab studies on ground sprouted seeds for almost 10 years now. And um, what's the difference between when they're sprouted? Because it's really funny. I wish we could go to my back porch because I've got trays and trays of sprouting microgreens yep. right now. And, you know, it's amazing how this many microgreens is like eating an entire head of broccoli. Absolutely. Um, so tell us, tell the people who don't know, what's the difference between putting these sprouted grains in there? It's a huge difference. So a tree is huge, but it started from an acorn and an acorn has to be buried in the earth, shallow, watered by the rain, And then it will sprout and it will grow into an entire oak tree. That's how you need to think about sprouts. Sprouts contain all the nutrients required to grow that entire plant. Billions of CFUs of probiotics are native to that seed. They are native to that seed. They don't, probiotics exist in nature. Antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, enzymes, they're all in that seed. Every seed contains all the building blocks to make the entire plant. So when you take the seed and you sprout it just the right amount, and then you dry it like we do, it's like making wine, Angela. You, you can. I'm terrible at sprouting my own seeds at home. I just don't have the patience, right? But, but when you are really good at the sprouting, you sprout them to just the right level that the nutrients are now available. There, the literally the shell is broken the nutrients can come out and when the animal, including yourself, eats them, they are alive and they will provide thousands of times the nutrient than if you waited until that plant was fully grown. It's fascinating. I mean, that could be a whole podcast in and of itself is the whole thing with sprouting. It's fascinating that we have, as a culture, not figured this out. And, and made it more mainstream. And that's one right. of our goals. Let's get it out there. I think it's a, the only reason that I know so much about it is because, you know, I lived here in Florida. And when I wanted to get into the cannabis industry, I couldn't because it wasn't legal here yet. So I fought very hard to get that done. Um, and I was bored. And I literally needed something to do. So I was like, I'm going to do something in agriculture or I'm going to do something with the animals, something that keeps me in my wheelhouse of love and that I could easily transfer into. Um, so I almost bought a microgreen um, 
mm-hmm. organic microgreen uh, farm, which I mean, it was amazing how much we learned and how to grow it and how easy it was to grow and how much nutrients is in it. It's like, why am I waiting for the whole damn broccoli when I can get it all right here? Yeah, I so, know. And they love it. They yeah. love, I mean, the dogs love it. You know, yep. putting it on their top of their food, they love yep. it as another, you know, raw or fresh. We could think of it that way also. Yeah, that's but true. I think that there's a lot of people that are um, totally now scared about grains and mm-hmm. seeds and these types of things because of the grain-free uh, DCM scare, which has nothing to do with it. So it really I, doesn't. Right. So it, I always like to talk a little bit about that just. Yeah people, you know, these grain-free diets, the term grain-free is a marketing term. Um, And you always have to not look at the pictures on the bag or believe the things written on the, on the front of the bag, but you've got to look at the ingredients. Yes. And there shouldn't be that many ingredients on there. And it's it's an interesting um, topic now because like you said, so many people are scared of DCM. They don't really understand it. They're kind of skimming it. If you actually read the FDA reports, what you'll find is that the dogs who suffered with the risk, high risk of DCM were, were eating diets in low in taurine. Where does taurine come from? It comes from meat. It comes from organ meats, fish. Without enough meat in the product, you will suffer. Uh, the dog will suffer. Um, why would a grain-free diet not have enough meat? So it's really nothing about grain-free. It's, it's like you said, it's a marketing term. You have to read the ingredients. What are the first five ingredients? If the first five ingredients are, are just, you know, pea protein isolate or corn or wheat or, and then down, right, you know, corn gluten meal, this is not going to have taurine. If your dog eats this three times, twice a day, the, all the, it, it's, it's going to become deficient and your dog will be at high risk of DCM. So it really, why it got tagged onto the grain-free, I don't know, we could put our tin hats on and think, you know, all kinds of conspiracy theories, which we won't get into. The truth is exactly what you said. Read the ingredients. Is there meat? It's, even, it's not even about legumes are not a problem. Unless they're, you know, the first five ingredients, sprouted seeds, sprouted legumes are a whole different, that's not even the same thing. It's a whole different ingredient. So educate yourself about ingredients if you're concerned. And everybody needs to be concerned. We love our animals. They're our babies. And and we need to take good care of them like we take care of our children and ourselves, better care of them usually. And um read the ingredients and make sure that your animal's getting enough taurine. And if they're, and even in the FDA reports, it says it appears that this is a lack of taurine and, it, and studies were showing that um, supplemental taurine in these animals that were suffering uh, help the animal recover. It's, it's pretty simple, right? right? And instead, and instead of, um, you know, finding a supplemental taurine to give them instead you meat. can feed them raw meat or they could feed a products like yours, which yeah. I'm assuming has everything that they yes. need in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the f- top five ingredients. Exactly. Awesome. We're going to take another short break and we're going to be right back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. 
the cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the green peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. The The Green Peak with Richard Zwicky. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say Wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Fortunate to have Michael Brewer of Brewer and Shipley. Your signature top 10 song, One Toke Over the Line. I've read a couple different versions of, of what the tune's origins are. What's the true story? We were playing a little club in Kansas City. A friend stopped by with some really good hash. We stepped out back and came back in. We're tuning up in the dressing room, and Tom said, Man, I'm really One Toke Over the Line. I just cracked up. I thought it was hysterical. We literally wrote that song just entertaining ourselves and to make our friends laugh. It's time to Hemp Resent, only on Cannabis Radio. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right, we're back with Maria Ringo of Carnivore. And she has a um, pet food that I love and recommend. And it is one of the um, only uh, kibble diets that we, of course, I don't want to call it a kibble because it's. I know, a, you know what we call it, Angela? It's a yeah. nugget. It's a nugget. It's a, it's nugget. a nugget. I like yes, it. It looks like a kibble, and that's comforting to people. That's part right. of the strategy. We could have made it look like anything, but people are afraid of new things. So how do we get them on side? How do we get them to try it and find out? Ultimately, it's a nugget. Now tell me about your farming and and how you work with farmers and that you're because of course that's really important to me because yep. I um I'm a vegetarian because I think it's healthy and I love animals. So yeah. I don't think that I need it and I live a pretty healthy lifestyle. Um, I wish I could come see you so I could leave, live an even deal. Are you going to do tele, telemedicine now? Are you allowed to well, do Well, I'm retired from private oh. practice now. I know. Well, if you ever want to trade CBD advice for your pets, for uh, nutrition advice for me, I'll take it. You know what, Angela? <laughs> Call me anytime. Yay. Awesome. Um, I forgot what I was asking you now because I immediately sourcing. You wanted yeah. to know our relationships to our farmers, our relationships to yeah. our supplements. So one of the things that's so important to me is um, how the animals are raised, um, humane farming. Um, this is the complete opposite of factory farming, which is causing devastation to our um, planet, our ecosystem. Um, it's 
also how a lot of these terrible diseases like swine flu and bird flu get started. Um, antibiotics, uh, because the animals are so close together, it's the only way to keep them from getting disease. So um, I am so against factory farming for so many reasons. Um, uh, biggest reason of that these are living beings that feel and um, deserve a life. So humane farming is extremely important to me. I would never sell a product um, in my own store or promote a product that I did not, um, that did not meet humane standards. Uh, so tell me and educate the rest of us about humane farming and working with local farmers and what is that process that you guys go through? It's a long process and it's not easy, I'll tell you. Um, one of the things Dave and I decided right from the beginning is that we wanted to make sure that we knew our sources. We didn't just want to order from the cheapest or, and we, and we certainly didn't want to order from someone that we didn't, we couldn't meet and talk to. When we were first sourcing um, the apples, for example, we actually visited the farmer in Ontario, went to his farm, found a whole lot about apple farming I had no idea about. Yeah. I had no idea they don't grow them on trees anymore. Like a lot of times they grow them sort of in these, you know, fences. And anyway, it's still an apple tree, but it's kind of shaped funny. So that they, anyway, lots of things I learned. So we know, we, we made it a point to get to know all of our suppliers. And because it's whole food, it's real food, we're not buying chemicals, which are all made offshore, we wouldn't be able to get to know them. And that's part of the reason, like if something goes wrong, how do we get to know them? How do we, how do we call, who do we call? I agree. So, I agree. I want to be able to get in my car and go knock on your door if you don't answer yes. your phone. <laughs> we, we need to understand. And, and there's the issue, you know, international supply, there's so many steps in between how can you be sure that the food that you think you're buying to put into your product is actually the product? Because right? people don't understand that everything that you can buy on a shelf is not safe for us. People no. think that the FDA is looking out for us or that AFCO or these other associations are looking out for what we're buying our pets. That is I, not the case at all. I it's know. Has the time to say no? You can't put that in. Then they'll just take that out or call it something else. Or call but it something else. Call it something else, which has been going on for years and years. I remember mm -hmm. a statistic back, gosh, fifteen years ago that said since 1960, there's sixty thousand new chemicals in our food supply. That there's no way for the FDA to be able to test these and see if they're no, safe. And they won't. And it goes into the food supply. And if you think the human food chain is polluted, the, the pet food chain, so it's much worse. a full time job for my husband to make sure that the ingredients that we think we are buying is what we are buying. The egg farmer, uh, the meat supply, it's all for the human trade. There's no antibiotics. There's no hormones. And it's a it's a constant job, honestly. It's it is a, a constant job because even when you find somebody, you still have to go check up on them and make sure that nothing's changed. They're still doing it. And, and they may the change. Like supply changes. Right. Anybody that tells you they have 100% organic meat in their pet food is not telling you the truth. There's not enough of it for the human trade. You have to know where your meat's coming from because there's not a, you just calling it organic, I'm sorry. It doesn't cut. You have to know. So we know our sprouters. 
right? With especially our sprouters, because it's such a big component of all of our products. Mm-hmm. We have to know who these people are and what they do. And we also like to try to buy from family businesses because like us, everything's on the line with them. They're not Nobody cares. Nobody cares as much as you're going to care or that they're going to care about what they're growing and working on. That's something that we know as entrepreneurs is that nobody's going to care as much as we do. So do you want someone like Maria and her husband looking out for you and what's going on in the food or some big corporation which has a board of directors that have no idea where the food is coming from or what the facility looks like or any of that. So I really appreciate you making this food. It was very difficult to find and I'm glad we found you and you're so appreciated and keep up the wonderful work. Where can people find out more information about you, your story, about the food and where do they get it? Because they're not going to find this in their big box. It's going to be in the big box store. So they can go to our website, which is carnivore.com. That has a lot of information. There's also an interactive map on our website, which will show cons- consumers where they can order it. There's some great, there are online orders, uh, ordering, comp- we, have, we have one company that's got bricks and mortar stores, they're a distributor, and they're also whitedogbone.com. You can, they will ship anywhere in the U.S. to your door. They're great people, family-owned business. We love them, Chuck and Janie employ their whole family like we do too. So go to whitedogbone.com if you can't find it. Go to Carnivore to find out where it is in your community. We are growing. We're in more and more stores. More and more independent retailers and small chains are finding out about us. We are we are going to be near you soon, but you can get it online right now. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. And I can't wait to meet you and hang out in person sometime soon. promise you, Angela. <laughs> Thank you, All right. Take Thank care. opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.